2: Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today, we have a very special guest, Cindy Kujan, certified financial planner, founder of Synergy Financial and author of Redefining Financial Literacy, something that you've got to read. She believes that financial literacy is a moral imperative, which is why she devoted her professional life to help people understand the constantly evolving financial and economic landscape. She has 35 years in the industry. My God, I thought she was only 35.
1: Eight security
2: (laughs) licenses, as well as a California insurance license. She's a leader in the financial industry, but also an innovator of investment methodology. Cindy's passion is to educate people on the importance of taking better care of their hard earned money. Yeah, I need that. And she is passionate about inspiring people to believe in themselves and to believe in possibility. She broadcasts weekends on Los Angeles radio station, KABC. Welcome to Politics and Rights. Cindy, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing terrific. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. So first of all, there is this big, humongous $1.9 trillion bill in Congress. Tell me, and in fact, they're debating it now. I'm taping it now. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on this bill.
0: Well, I am very excited about it because, you know, when stimulus is created by the government, that also keeps the stock market propped up, in my professional opinion. So that's good for investors in the short term. And as you know, the Senate just passed the $1.9 trillion package, which means the only person left to sign is Biden. And once he signs the bill, you can expect those checks to be directly deposited or mailed to you. If you're single, you're going to get $1,400 if you qualify. So there's some qualifications. If you're married, $2,800. <clears throat> and if you have small kids, up to $3,000 per child. So that's a lot of money if you have a family of four, right?
2: Um, It's a lot of money, but uh, I- I'm going to, uh, you know, First of all, I, I want to thank you for coming here and talking. You know, a, a certified financial planner, I think, is important for a lot of people. Most can't afford you, so they're getting you for free right now. So let, let's ask <laughs> you for some advice on, on, on a few things here. Um, somebody gets a $1,400 check. Yeah. Uh, what, what do they do? In other words, if it's a family of two, they've got $2,800. If it's a family of four, they may have up to over $5,000, right?
0: Yeah. So the first thing I think that investors really need to consider is their emergency fund because almost 50% of Americans did not have $400 in their emergency fund when the pandemic hit. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, our brain, once we get, you know, a landfill of money that comes towards us, or we have this knee jerk reaction to want to spend it, right? But I think people need to just take a step back and reward yourselves take some of it and maybe spend it versus taking all of it and buying something you really want, but you don't need. So that's the first thing, evaluate your emergency fund. Number two, really think this through, don't get emotional. Once you've been able to reward yourself with some of that, if you feel you need to, then consider saving it. And you really need to identify what your goals are. Um, Could you put it into something long-term like an IRA for retirement? Or do you want it in something more short-term to have access to it, more liquidity? So I think you need to take a moment and think about it. And please don't go open a Robinhood account and start gambling in the stock market.
2: Because <laughs> uh, 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 isn't that what
0: a lot of people did with the first stimulus check?
2: I don't, I don't know. Uh, Cindy, do you know that for a fact? I wondered. I, I've heard that on some channels. People say, oh, they got a stimulus check and just went ahead and threw it into Robinhood. Do you really think that happened?
0: Well, the reason I state that is Robinhood had more accounts opened in the first half of, of this sh- last year when the pandemic hit than any other time. So yes, I do believe people were you know, out there. The market had crashed in March. As you know, the Dow dropped about 40%. I'm sure once people started getting their checks, they thought it would be a buying opportunity. And a lot of Robinhood accounts were opened. And you know, there's a lot of people, you know, stocks are red hot right now. You turn on the TV and that's all you hear is about these, you know, high flying tech stocks. So yeah, that's one thing you don't want to do is invest your money in something you you don't know about and risk the capital.
2: I think that is sound advice, but for other, for, for another topic not to be discussed here, I just have a question for you because I think you should know this. What percentage of Americans actively? I'm not talking about maybe in their portfolios that they don't really manage, but what percentage of Americans actively engage in the stock market? Do you know that number? I don't.
0: You know, it's actually a small percentage, believe it or not. Um, the, The largest percentage of people are companies that buy back their stocks, mutual fund companies, and institutions. I was just reading something about that last night, that a majority of the people that are in the stock market are institutions.
2: The reason I ask that, um, Cindy, is because uh, some, of the, some of what I talk about, right, it is like we are a bifurcated economy. There are those that, are, that, that do things in the stock market, and then there are the rest, uh, the rest of us. I mean, I, my stock market days are over. Uh, political activism doesn't lend itself to stock market activities, a lot of stock market activities, that said. But anyhow, um, uh, so you, you, you decide, you, you're trying to tell folks when you get that stimulus, it's going to look like a windfall. Just don't go throw it out there. Be responsible uh, with it. So uh, what other financial mistakes should we be avoiding with this stimulus that comes? And then later on, as you're answering these questions, please start thinking about there's a whole lot of commentary on the stimulus and I want to hear your your thoughts, not from a, hey, the stock market is going to look good, but whether it is a sensible plan or not. But first, what are the mistakes people make? Well,
0: I think a lot of mistakes. This is the statistic. CNBC came up with a statistic last year, which is very alarming. 75% of Americans reject financial advice today.
1: Mm-hmm. Reject?
0: And I, reject financial advice okay. today. And I think that's attributed to two factors. There's a new... Um, term in the field of psychology called the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's a new cognitive bias that people, unfortunately, think they know more about a subject.
2: (laughs) I'm Robert Conte, chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. I have an urgent message. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities have increased in D.C., and I need your help to reverse this troubling trend. Did you know that using a seatbelt can drastically reduce the risk of death or serious injury to you or a loved one? Seatbelts save lives, and together we can accomplish a safer community. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in
1: D.C. Always wear your seatbelt. Click it or tick it.
3: When you sign up for FabFitFun, you know you're getting amazing products at an incredible value. But you're also getting so much more you're getting the joy of choosing products that will bring out your best, the rush of discovering your new favorite things, and the satisfaction of knowing it all came straight to your door for one really low price. And the best part, you deserve it all. get your box today, go to
0: fabfitfun.com and use code happy to sign up. Then they do. And that's in all industries. Okay. Right. I mean, when I get sick, I Google something, right? So the digital age, unfortunately, has made a lot of people um, access to information, but not knowledge. And that is a huge mistake because people are out there trying to do it themselves um, with the information that's on the internet or things that they Google, but information isn't knowledge unless an expert can interpret that. So that's a definitely another mistake is too many investors. JP Morgan actually did a recent study in the last 20 years, the, average individual investing their own money averaged about 2.8%. So, you know, not having somebody, a financial coach, a financial advisor, a certified financial advisor guiding you um, is, is critical in your success, along with getting financial empowerment. And I see with the digital age, people aren't reading anymore. And, you know, I'm, I'm authoring a book, uh, April 6th, and it's on Amazon right now, Redefining Financial Literacy.
2: I am going to have a link to that book because I I think in our economic system, I am not not a fan of our economic system, but if we're in the framework of our economic system, I think it is important that you know you know the parameters on which under which to act. So please continue. But I just wanted to say that I, I see a, a reason to have a book like yours. Well, You know,
0: the book is really on economic and political risk, mm-hmm. things that you probably would en- enjoy, because I believe it's politics and economic ideologies that put us at a disadvantage in America when it comes to our retirement system and our three-legged stool for pension, social security, and the 60-40 model. So again, once you've taken, you you know, you've taken your motions, put it aside and started to think about the money logically. The next thing you really need to do is prioritize your goals, your investment objectives and find a strategy. Even dollar cost averaging into investments is a great way to go. And I always like to tie some money up over the long run because it keeps us from wanting to go get at it. Because if the money is always in a liquid investment, you're going to be Bye. very very open to just, hey, I need that purse or I need that this and that. or um, So trying to tie some of that money up in a long-term investment such as an IRA or a Roth IRA would be recommended so that you can't really touch that till 59 and a half and then keep enough for emergency. And again, take what your monthly expenses are, multiplying times three. So if your expenses are 2,000, 3,000 a month times three, most people should have about $9,000 in their emergency fund three months
2: worth their expenses. Well, let, let, me, let me just first say, I think as uh, planners who know what they're doing, uh, is really a godsend. I mean, the, the, the economy is, uh, can, uh, the different pieces of our economy can be complex as they are. and I, They are more complex than I think they need to be, but that, that means we, we should have. And let me tell you, I, I can tell you that the reality about uh, thinking you know more than you do uh, when it yeah. comes to stock market, et cetera. Uh, guilty as charged. I remember <laughs> earlier I lost a ton of money on a- AOL. I remember when AOL was bought bought Time Warner. I just thought it was the greatest thing since apple pie. Lost my shirt, but you know. Um, but what, what's how how true it is that you give a monkey a, bar, a a a a dart to throw at something and he does just as well as a stock picker.
0: Is that true? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to your 401ks, I ask a lot of my clients, how do you pick your 401ks? They said, well, I ask my friend, um, I, I look at the returns, whatever is the highest return I allocate. So, you know, and it's unfortunate because it's not your fault. The educational system in this country has not equipped us with financial literacy and the financial service industry doesn't help educate. So investors more so today, more than ever, are on their own So, to reach out to a qualified professional who can be your financial coach, put you on track, set your goals and objectives up, and monitor that to make sure you're getting exactly where you want to go is critical more so than any other time in history.
2: Cindy, that is one of the most prescient statements. Our educational system has. Uh, has failed us in so many ways financially, politically, and uh, otherwise yes. um, now back to the the question that I asked you to uh, think about as far as the, uh, the the bill in general, do you think it 's a net positive? Uh, I don't I don't know what your ideology is specifically, but, uh, you know, people tend to look at this built into different in different ideological from different ideological points of view. What are your thoughts on it in uh, not necessarily ideologically, but will it be a net positive for the economy?
0: Um, Temporarily, I have mixed emotions about it because
2: I'd like to hear about your mixed emotions about it. Okay, So
0: my mixed emotions is this. And this is what a, a part of my book is about is when you continue to borrow money to grow, okay? whether that's a government, a corporation, or individuals, and you're borrowing money to help grow the economy, sooner or later, that, that bubble burst, and stimulus and, and monetary policy that this country has been under the last 20 years of borrowing trillions and trillions of dollars has caused havoc in our economic and political system. People aren't upset uh, a Republican or a Democrat won office. People are upset about their money because you know, unfortunately, inequality. There's just eight men that dominate half the world's wealth, and that is a big problem. I think short term, it will definitely help people that are suffering, who've been who are unemployed, and who. Um, may have been furloughed or have lost their jobs. But at the end of the day, continuing to stimulate um, the economy for COVID-19, for the credit crisis and the tech wreck is causing havoc on our retirement system. It's causing havoc in social issues in America today uh, on our retirement um, goals. And I think long-term, it's not good. Short-term, I think it would definitely help some people out.
2: Let me ask you this, because you are correct about us having deficit spending now, there are certain economies specifically uh uh, Stephanie Kelton, who believes that we have about a five to eight hundred thousand dollars slack in our markets right now, which would say given that this is over this one point nine trillion dollars is over several years would just about fit that yearly slack that we have in in, in our economy um, and I, I know you 're a financial planner, but I, to be a financial planner, you had to have some economics one hundred one as well so let me ask you your thoughts on this because i 've been promoting this a whole uh, lot. Uh, most of the things that people are, are concerned about with our deficit spending uh, is that um, we're, in the long run, going to get an overheated economy, inflation, etc.
1: Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller. I'll
3: take two tomatoes and a peacock.
1: Poodle pamperer, (laughs) piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch free payments for your business is easy touch free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. When you sign up for FabFitFun, you know you're getting amazing products at an incredible
3: value, but you're also getting so much more. You're getting the joy of choosing products that will bring out your best the rush of discovering your new favorite things and the satisfaction of knowing it all came straight to your door for one really low price and the best part you deserve it all get your box today go to fabfitfun.com and use code happy to sign up
2: But right now we have such an under inflated economy where there's so much work to be done there are workers to be workers there are a lot of workers ready to do the job yeah. But there's a connection that's missing, that thing in the middle. And it seems to me like these stimuli are, are that. And I want to add one other thing before I ask you to answer. And also, when we're building things of value, a bridge, I mean, um, isn't, isn't money in exchange for gold the same thing as building a bridge in exchange for money that all ultimately also generate money from its own existence?
0: Yes, but you need the jobs, right? A lot right. of our jobs have been, you know, eliminated and taken through globalization. And, um, you know, I just think that, you know, the, a few in the country benefit from what's happening in this economic exactly. ideology we have today. And I think the middle has really gotten hurt. And I just think they're, you know, when capitalism isn't working, in my professional opinion, um, we just need to tighten things up and balance. Hold,
2: hold on a second. Hold on a second, Cindy. Hold on a second. Did I just yeah. hear you say what you said?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that, you know, you, you know, when the SEC allows companies or they repeal laws and allows companies to buy back their stock um, and not pay wages to um, the middle, uh, you know, you know, as much as I knew, know, wages to Americans have been slightly uh, stifling for 20 years. Companies um, have used their profit instead of build their company up and give it to their employees. They've bought back their stocks. They've elevated the stock market because the IRS years ago said you can't pay a CEO more than a million dollars. You can't write it off in a company. So companies have been given these stock options. And of course, if they take all their profits and buy back their stocks, they can sell their stock options. And it's the way the wealthier has gotten wealthier in the country. You know, I understand tax cuts are are good for the middle class, but when you reduce taxes for corporate America, like we did a few years ago, you know, the administration thought they would give it back to the people. They don't give it back to the people. They keep it for themselves. And, you know, and then you have, you know, in 2000, you have um, f- greed because of the tech wreck and credit crisis, you have fraud. And then we got to print money or uh, stimulate through, through quantitative easing, lowering interest rates, paying money to the banks and tarp money. We are just sustaining this unbelievable theme of greed in corporate America.
2: My God, Cindy. I would not have expected that narrative from you. I am so happy to hear that because I so agree with what you've just said. Um, And I'll I'll be frank. I think uh, America, we have a problem. We do. And and I think that problem is, and the problem is ideological, getting involved with the practical. Uh, and uh, because, uh, l- like I said, you know, when you came on here and you said, oh, I'm from Orange County, you know, yeah. all the stereotypes go up about okay, Orange gotcha, County, right. California, etc. Right. right. And um, and and also being a financial planner and all of that. I mean, I yeah. want to learn from you, but I also know that d- there may be certain biases within you that to go through. But then to hear you say what you just said, understanding what the issue and the problems are that most of us progressives understand and to have somebody that I'll I'll just say it. I don't think you're a progressive, but it's amazing that you just came out and gave a a progressive litany. Uh, You know, I I find that we have to find some way that we can uh, tell those guys who are running things. This is what's going to help us all.
0: Well, let me tell you why, because it's correlated to how I invest your money. Most investors have money in stocks and bonds, right? Mm -hmm. So we know interest rates have gone as low as zero. How am I going to get income when I'm a retiree? The second half of it is, what am I going to do as a retiree? Put all my money in the stock market and lose 40%. So we are—we have this quandary going on in society today. People are scared, they're anxious, they feel like they're going to run out of money, and the writing's on the wall. Using a two-asset class model, in my professional opinion, is no longer sustainable, and we must build a multi-asset class uh, concept to fight these economic and political ideologies that have come against us in the last 30 to 50 years, and we can do it. We can build a sustainable retirement. There are other asset classes that you could jump into that are similar to what the rich people have had, or the endowments have had access to commercial real estate, you've heard cryptocurrency, you've heard uh, uh, private credit, um, venture capital, there are asset classes that the mainstream investors can now take advantage of that we didn't have 20 years ago. And that David Swanson of the Yale Endowment have been using seven asset classes, beating the S&P 500. So we must fight back, we must get educated and empowered that we can invest like the wealthy elites in this country as well as the largest institutions in America. Cindy
2: Kujan, Certified (laughs) Financial Planner. I think that's a perfect place to end this, except that I've had, I always ask this last question what would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't?
0: No, I think, I think you covered the, you know, I, I'm glad you, you touched based on the political and economic ideologies, because I think that's what's hidden from investors. And by you uncovering that, you're making us all smarter, all empowered to make a difference and to fight back these forces. So thank you for uh, having your station and, and empowering people with the facts.
2: Cindy Guzman, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right.
0: Thank you very much. Have a great day.
2: with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Start
3: your day right with daily immune
0: support plus extra strength, five-hour energy. It contains vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient,
3: portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily immune support plus extra strength, five-hour energy. Get it today at your local HEB store.
1: Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal. A safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll
3: take two tomatoes and a
1: poodle pamperer,
2: <laughs>
1: piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch free payments for your business is easy touch free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.